Good morning, everyone. Today is August 24th, 7.32 in the morning. And I am still preparing my morning drink, not to uh, upset anyone who really counts on this being my first cup of coffee, but yesterday and today I'm having a London Fog tea latte instead. Because um, my stomach was a little bit bothered after Worldcon. And uh, the tea latte is much more gentle on the stomach than coffee. So, you know, we do what we have to, right? Um, if you don't know how to make a nice London fog at home, Jackson has been bugging me to go out. You might be able to hear him crying mournfully in the background. Uh, I just take a couple of bags of Earl Grey tea, hot, put it on hot water, um, and I make my soy milk latte stevia sweetened as usual. And right now I just steeped the tea bags in my usual half cup of Trader Joe's unsweetened soy milk, and now I'm adding hot water to the top. And I'm going to let that steep. And it is delicious. I find it as satisfying as my coffee. I know for some people there will never be a substitute for coffee. But for me, the tea latte comes in pretty close. And if you'll forgive me, I'm also going to hang up laundry here as we talk. I have a little bit of a tight turnaround this week. Let's see how well I do talking while pulling stuff out of the washing machine. Not too bad. Um, so today I'm writing more, of course. Uh, yesterday I did a, a very good job of making up for the short day on my birthday. Um, you know, my birthday I just ended up getting distracted. You know, people were texting me and calling me and posting messages to Facebook and sending me flowers and it was lovely and wonderful and I had to leave and meet my friends at four so I did not get word count and for all that I am always the you must prioritize writing over everything else demon I freely acknowledge that when people are sending you lovely wishes for a happy birthday and wanting to spend time with you, that that is one of the times that I will uh, <laughs> graciously acquiesce to the clamoring throngs, right? Um, so on Wednesday, though, I only got 23, 30 words, and I'm going for 4K per day. So I made a plan, an elaborate plan that involved splitting up the number of words that I didn't make on Wednesday between yesterday and today. So um, I'm going for something like, I don't know, it's on my spreadsheet, whatever it works out to be like 4,800 words um, yesterday and today. And I've been getting it. So that's, uh, or at least I got it yesterday and I look to be getting it today. I didn't, I was hoping to make it to four o'clock yoga after yoga yesterday afternoon and I did not because I did prioritize getting word count over that. 
So, um, so anyway, there's that. But the reason that I'm doing laundry today when normally I only do laundry on the weekends is that tomorrow I have to go down in the morning to Bubonicon. And my first panel is at 10. And no, I don't know what it is. But if you are in the Albuquerque area, Bubonicon is a very fun local and small science fiction convention. And, um, and that, I mean, you could still come. I think you could just come and register. Um, it actually starts today, but they don't have me on anything today. So I am using that time to write instead. That would be a definite prioritization rather than hanging out at the con. If I had nothing better to do, I might do that. But hey, <laughs> don't let Craig hear me say that, right? Uh, Craig Kissinger is one of the people who organizes the con. And it is fun, but um, yeah, I wouldn't go to hang out on a day when he has doesn't have me scheduled for stuff. So anyway, I have to go down there in the morning and I will be there all day uh, and get home, I don't know, probably around six, I'm guessing. Albuquerque's just an hour away. I'm putting a new load in the wash here. So you get the unusual puffy and exerty uh, podcast this morning. My apologies for that. See, it's just like you're here helping me do my laundry, right? Um, so then on Sunday morning, we leave for Crested Butte. And I would like to get out of here at a reasonably early hour. So I'm hoping to um, have my stuff packed up Saturday evening. Though I know I'll probably be a little bit tired after the convention. So a lot of my um, clothes are not clean from being at Worldcon and that sort of thing. So, and then, and well, so, so I'm doing laundry today. I mean, there's the, there's the simple part. Um, and then when I come back from this trip, uh, I'm going to have a really tight number of days to finish this book. Um, it's going to be probably six. Well, let's see, where am I at now? I am coming up. I'll hit the Act 3 climax today. Maybe. I might be about a thousand words short of it. It sort of depends on if I keep going. I I rarely keep going once I hit word count. Um, it's part of my bargain with myself. And it does really help because, for two reasons. One is that if you stop while things are really flowing well, then it's so much easier to pick up again the next day. The story feels really alive. Um, so even though it's tempting to keep going while you're running hot, um, if you do that, then what happens is you stop when you're no longer running hot, right? And that's, yeah, not... That's counterproductive. 
I have to check all of my husband's pockets for stuff before I throw it in the washer, but I just had the brilliant idea to pile it all up on top of the washer so I'm not bending over every shirt here. Um, oh no, no, I lost my train of thought. Oh, running hot. Yeah, so the other thing is, is that there's really something to keeping promises to yourself. And this kind of gets into some deeper philosophical stuff, which could be kind of difficult to explain. But one of the easier ways to envision it is to think of your creative self like a puppy. And it's a puppy you're trying to train to do tricks for you. And working with your puppy is generally a fun activity for you both. You know, it's like going out and throwing the ball for the puppy. But you're also teaching the puppy to essentially perform on demand, right? So when you're training a puppy, if you've ever done that, you know that a huge piece of that is consistency, right? You know, you want to be consistent with the puppy and firm and never cruel, right? Because a unhappy puppy doesn't perform well. And you can see that all of these are things. All right, I'm going to start the washer here. Hang on. It's very pretty chime, though. And there we go. My mother bought me this new washer and dryer, and it has been really wonderful. Should we check in on the tea latte? How are we here? <laughs> very good hotter than usual because I was using that boiling tea water in there. So, so you'll recognize a lot of those things, um, qualities for training a puppy uh, with building a writing habit. You know, like I always talk about consistency. Um, but you don't want to beat yourself up about stuff because any time that you beat yourself up and you like yell at yourself and you're like, oh, I didn't get word count and oh, I suck, I don't write well, that's the same thing as beating your puppy, which is, I know that sounds sexual and it's not, so just wipe that out of your minds now that I've planted it there. <laughs> but you know, it is, it's like, well, now I can't say it with a straight face, but it is like beating your puppy, um, you know, and it'll turn into this cringing, whimpering creature that's miserable and you may have recognized that in yourself at times when you were unhappy with how you were working, how miserable and full of dread you might have felt approaching your work and that's part of why. So if that's how you're feeling then you need to figure out a way to, to make your puppy self, your creative self happy again. Make it into a game. Make it into play. So another way of sort of establishing this trust with your creative self is to make these deals that once you hit word count, you're done. And then you get to go do fun things like play with a ball or work in the garden. Um, so there's two components to that that I think are important. Um, one is that you stop word count when you hit word count. 
because that's the agreement that you made with yourself, with your internal puppy. Uh, if you violate that, and I hear people do this all the time, they'll say, oh, well, you know, I got my 2,000 words, but I decided to go ahead and push for another 1,000 more. Um, to me, this is a very boy thing to do. I think boys are taught to do this in a way that girls aren't. You know, like the coach is always barking with the, uh, you know, you have to give 110%. You know, never mind that that is, you know, like mathematically impossible. I always wanted to say that to the gym coaches, you know, but that's not the sort of thing that endears you to the gym coach, which may explain why I did so poorly in gym, right? <laughs> but... You know, I do think that guys in particular are maybe just in the U.S., I don't know, but they're really trained with this idea that they need to give, um, to push, to push and push and push for more and more and more. Uh, and it's certainly a big part of the American culture, right? You know, that, you know, you never have enough money and you can always do more. You have to keep striving, working, growing. You know, it's like the, uh, oh, who is it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even care to say his name anyway. One of the um, success people, you know, was always saying, well, if you're not growing, you're dying. And he says, that's just how nature works. And it's like, well, no, that's not how nature works. You know, like that saw where people say, from the moment you're born, you're dying. And it's like, well, you know, I guess you could look at the trajectory that way. But really, it's nonsense, you know, because you have birth, you have growth, you have maturity, you have senescence, you have death, and it comes around to birth again. And so that kind of, I don't know, that kind of oversimplification really annoys me. So what happens if you do this thing where you decide, oh, I decided I'm going to push for more, <clears throat> is you've broken that agreement with yourself. And your creative self, your creative puppy, that was eagerly working for you and delivering with your expected word count and then anticipating going to play ball or play garden or play read a book or whatever the reward is has now been disappointed and will no longer trust you. Which means that when you ask for things, it may not deliver because it's like, well, why should I go this extra mile? Why should I do this thing that you're asking me to do of, you know, 800 more words past our usual word count? And so, you know, I have to be very careful on these days where I decide I'm going to try to make up the word count because it has to be in line. And, I, and then the other piece of this is that the reward has to be there. And I think... That's another thing that, maybe this is more of a female thing, maybe women do this more, but I think we tend to skip the rewards. Um, I know I do from time to time. I uh, I don't know. You know, it's sort of like, um, you know, like my reward sometimes is it's up being cleaning the house or doing laundry, right? Because that's the thing that needs doing. And and I have to be careful there too because that's that's the female way of pushing, right? You know, it's like the the woman's work is never done adage. Um and yeah, I 
I have to remember to do things that are fun for myself as well as uh, the things I expect to do. So, you know, and making writing fun is an essential part of keeping that puppy self happy. You know, keeping that playful aspect to what I'm doing. But I also have to remember that it's not the same thing as as actual play. And keep that playing, I don't know, a separate thing, you know. And so for me, a lot of the times, uh, reading is a reward. Um, you know, even that can be a little dicey because, of course, there is work reading and play reading. Um, I sometimes read stuff for people to blurb or that I critique for them. And sometimes I enjoy it and sometimes I don't. And so I do have to really um, watch that line. Um, And it doesn't always have to do with whether or not I love the book. You know, it's, it's more to do with that frame of mind. I'm sure you guys know what I mean, you know, like when you're looking to see how many pages are left and you're worried about getting it done in time and you're, or you're editing, so your editor brain is clicking along, um, all of that sort of thing. Uh, So it's very fun for me when I get to read books that are totally fun. I guess that was a department of redundancy department, wasn't it? Um... But yeah, that that's good play for me. And speaking of, I just finished reading Elizabeth Hoyt's Duke of Sin. Have you guys read this book? Minerva Spencer told me to read this book, and I was dubious because, you know, I just don't read that much historical. And of course she does, because that's her gig. But um, So this is another Regency romance, right? One of the many dukes. Um, that overpopulated historical romance regency England. Hello, Isabel. How are you? How are you, beautiful cat? Yeah. She's in here on my treadmill as if she's ready to get to work. Speaking of creative puppies, right? <laughs> you can't train a cat, right? <laughs> you do what you can. Did you knock this off for yet, Jackson? You got cat. All right, all right. Let's get you harnessed up. Hopefully this won't make too much noise, you guys. Get the cat harnessed up and ready for his daily jaunt. Um, So anyway, the Duke of Sin is just incredible. Uh, What a wild ride. Um, And she even has at the beginning, you know, for everyone who ever fell in love with the villain. And the hero of this book is a villain. I mean, he's... He's kind of a psychopath. He's a messed up guy. No, 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 don't go yet. Um, And there's good reasons for it. But, you know, he's, he's amazing because she makes you fall in love with him. And you absolutely understand why the heroine falls in love with him. While at the same time, she doesn't do that thing where she makes him turn out to be like a total softy after all. She doesn't weenie him out in the end. He is um, like crafty and conniving, 
up until the end. You know, he sort of learns to use his power for good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's kind of a crazy guy. <laughs> it is so freaking sexy, you guys. This book is so hot. And, um, yeah, by the end, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm totally, I'd marry the Duke of Sin. <laughs> Where do I sign up? So, um, yeah, highly recommend that. I need to get that up on Goodreads. You know, what happens is, is when I'm reading on my paper white, I have it synced to Goodreads. Well, maybe I should just unsync it. And when I finish, it automatically marks the book as read. And it wants me to, like, put the stars and review on there right then. Have you guys seen that? And right when I finish the book is not when I want to rank and review it, you know. But I can't, you know, maybe there are people who are like that. But, you know, I always want to sit on it for a little bit while I think about it. And so then it vanishes off of my Goodreads dashboard. And then I forget. So I need to remedy that. In fact, while I'm thinking of it, I think I'll just go pull it up on Goodreads right now because I really do want to review that. So, I am going to go ahead and sign off here. It was lovely sharing uh, my first cup of coffee substitute with you today. Um, the London Fog Tea Latte and the Pumpkin Spice Lattes are out um, Soon, I'm thinking about asking if they have any early ones tomorrow when I drive down to Bubonicon. So cross your fingers for me, and hopefully it'll be fine on my on my tummy. So you all have a wonderful day, and I will maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow as I drive down. Bye bye. <laughs>